Welcome to our Sunday special. Kirsten Nielsen resigns as Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, sort of. The courts take away another option for Trump at the border. And Trump trolls the dams with sanctu and sanctuary cities. Attorney General William Barr confirms what we already knew. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. How you folks doing today? Today's going to be our Sunday special. We're going to sit back and go over some of the news that we did not cover throughout the week. I'm still beginning to mess with this podcast a little bit, and I think I know what I'm going to start doing. So today, here we go. This is going to be a little bit of a longer podcast simply because it's time to cover a lot of stuff. And I cannot believe that it has only been a week since Kirsten Nielsen turned in her resignation as Secretary of Homeland Security. It seems like it's been months already. This was expected due to the crisis at the border where apprehensions, where apprehensions surpassed 100,000 this month, about 110,000. This is the most since the Reagan era. Uh, that was, uh, sources say that Nielsen was forced out because President Trump wanted someone who had more experience, uh, or so to say, boots on the ground experience on the border. She worked as DHS secretary for just under two years. The letter of resignation, I won't read the whole thing, uh, was very appreciative of the opportunity to lead, and she had nothing but praise for the Border Patrol. In her letter, she took a jab at Congress and the courts, saying, I hope that the next secretary will have the support of Congress and the courts in fixing the laws which have impeded our ability to fully secure the American borders, and which have contributed to the discord in our nation's discourses. I feel Trump made a huge mistake dismissing Nielsen the way she did, especially since she was one of his most ardent supporters. She took a, jo she took a job where she was bound to fail. Uh, Congress and the courts sank every action she made, every action Trump made. Trump hasn't helped the situation by flip-flopping all over the place with his policies. First, he wanted a zero-tolerance policy uh, and wanted everybody, everyone who was apprehended, uh, held, separating children so that the children were not in the situation where they're actually uh, in, in, uh, engaged within the it, a rather dangerous area. Second, the second he was criticized, he softened on his stance, and Nielsen had to go back and forth on all of this. And needless to say, she had a tough time trying to keep up with all of the administration's problems. But I think the worst is the reaction of the media. The media has just been absolutely horrid upon her firing. They made her sound like she was the second coming of this Antichrist. The hatred and vitriol against someone I have never seen as I've seen against Nielsen. Listen to the montage of criticism of Nielsen. Uh, this clip is courtesy of Fox News. For the rest of her life, people will look at her and think, oh, that's the woman who put children in cages. That's the woman who broke up families across the border. And you know what? They'll be right. She has been a disgrace as Secretary of Homeland Security, and she leaves behind a legacy of separating families, caging children, 
you almost have to feel sorry for Nielsen. I don't feel sorry for her, but almost, because, you know, she is willing to violate the dictates of humanity, morality, and ethics, but she's not actually willing to break the law. Kirsten Nielsen will be known uh, for implementing a cruel policy of forcibly separating parents and children. All this stuff is absolutely disgusting. This woman was given a job to follow the laws that we established during the Bush administration. These laws are not new laws. These laws have been here for a very long time. And she was demonized for following those laws. And as a matter of fact, you may have heard that one commentator commenting that this is she is evil simply because she followed the laws. Now, what I find especially ironic is um, this is to say these are the same laws that Obama enforced and pretty much in the same way, you might even say a little bit less forgiving. Remember the pictures of the children sitting in cages? This was released right after the zero tolerance policy for Trump was enacted. Remember the media blamed it blamed the cruelty of those pictures on Trump. Remember that those pictures were taken in 2014 during the Obama administration? And remember that the left-wing media never used those photos again when it was pointed out that those pictures were not actually uh, from the Trump administration? It's just absolutely disgusting. And all those so-called journalists should burn in hell for this, for putting someone for believing that someone who actually just tried to do her job should go through uh, all this vitriol and all this just misery. This is a woman, let's not forget, that was chased out of several restaurants by the left, these left-wing nutjobs out there. Meanwhile, President Trump came up with another plan to send detained migrants back to Mexico once they were caught. Instead of these illegal aliens ending up in our cages, awaiting the four years it takes to actually get uh, put into the system for asylum, Trump decided that these illegal aliens, once they're caught, are sent straight back into Mexico and let Mexico handle them. Now, you might remember uh, several months ago, this was actually tried with... Uh, uh, this was actually tried in Tijuana, where the borders were shut down. By the way, why didn't anybody come over? Because there were walls and they couldn't get over. The second they tried, they were arrested. But unfortunately, the wall stopped a lot of them from coming over. So I guess that wall thing might work a little bit. Well, uh, somebody sued and a lower court struck down the order saying it violated the Constitution. Hmm. Now, I'm not a lawyer. But I can read and have read the Constitution. I do have the Constitution. I have read the Federalist Papers. And I haven't seen anything about what to do, uh, one, uh, what one can do with illegal aliens when they cross the borders. There is actually no mention of that in the Constitution. If you believe that there is, do me a favor, post something and tell me where it is, because I have no idea where it is. As of now... Uh, and I think they're still fighting this. But as of now, the ruling has been appealed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. 
surprisingly, and probably the first time since the existence of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, the ruling was overturned correctly by the, by the circuit court. And the lower, uh, overturned the, uh, excuse me, has overturned the lower court's ruling. Maybe things are looking up a little bit for the Ninth Circuit Court. Um, they, needless to say, they, well, probably does need to be say, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has actually had rulings overturned for the last, I think they are at, I've heard 94, 95%, but I'm sure it's in the 80s. I'm not sure about that statistic. I think this is what should have been done in the first place. Uh, why do we need to hold these people? What laws say we need to um, actually hold these people? They are—they don't belong. If they surrender to border agents, what typically happens is they surrender to border agents. They end up in uh, being detained. Then they will show up, show up for the first court appearance because they have to. We don't have enough beds. We'll get into that in a second. They'll be. They'll be put, uh, an ankle brace will be put on them, and they'll be, get, they'll be let go. And then four years later, when they're supposed to show up for their asylum hearing, they're gone, never to be seen again. That's the catch and release problem. Hey, one crosses, turn them around and send them back. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. I have an opinion. I have a few opinions. One, the Constitution of Mexico is very strict immigration laws. I think the U.S. could create an amendment to the Constitution using Mexico's immigration laws. I think Mexico catches somebody at their southern border, or if an American overstays his visa, they just deport him. There's not much court appearance, not much of anything. They stick you in a truck and they send you back. I'm not completely sure why we can't do that. And this brings up something else that no one talks about. These aren't Mexican citizens crossing the border. These are people from Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala. How are they getting into Mexico legally? Illegally. And in media, in media covered caravans. It seems that Mexico is actually encouraging this kind of uh, migration. None of these people even qualify for asylum in the United States because the United States is not the first border they cross. The first border that these people cross is in Mexico, which it follow, has to follow the same international laws that we have to supply. It's common sense here. They shouldn't be here for asylum. They should be sent back right away. But bureaucracy always ignores common sense. Trump's plan is to let common sense beat out bureaucracy at the time of the pass. So common sense says, well, you're from Guatemala. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be going into court. Go back and ask Mexico for asylum. Which, by the way, nobody in Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, or any other Central American country is going to qualify for asylum because those countries are not having the kinds of problems that qualify for asylum. So Trump's idea is to beat bureaucracy. Let common sense rule over bureaucracy. It's not working. Uh, we have a lot of problems at the border right now. Um, in between November 
of 2018 and January of 2019, the average apprehensions at the border were about 50,000. Uh, it got to 52,000 in January 2019. In February 2019, uh, the apprehensions went up to 76,000. That is a 33%, or I'm sorry, that is a 50% increase. In March of 2019, just last month, there were 110,000 border apprehensions. That is a 100 and about 5% increase. We are currently on pace in the United States to having 1 million apprehensions this year. Now, remember this. We are not talking uh, total. We are talking apprehensions. DHS estimates that one in three illegal illegal aliens, I won't call them illegal immigrants because the law calls them illegal aliens, one in three are actually apprehended. That means two of three are actually crossing. Now, I know we've heard uh, we've got illegal aliens in this country anywhere from 11 to 15 million. What the media doesn't really bring up is it's been between 11 and 15 million now for the last 10 years. I think it's safe to say we're between 20 and 30 million illegal aliens in this country, and I think 20 million is actually very conservative. After the last shutdown, the Democrats limited the number of beds that would be available for detained illegal aliens. I believe the number of beds, beds right now is 46,000 beds. And children are allowed to actually stay with their family, so that gives less bed space. What's the idea? The Democrats want to force DHS into using catch and release. And why? Because once they're released, they're not going to get, they're never going to show up to court again. Um, this, this is, this is a fiasco because Trump is actually following, again, the common sense way of controlling the border. This is something a lot of folks don't understand is that, and I'm pretty much on the same boat. Donald Trump is not against amnesty. He's against illegally circumventing the laws to become a citizen or become an active participant in the United States. I'm against that, too. I am not 100% against amnesty. I figure if you got 20 to 30 million illegal aliens right now, then we need to figure out what we're going to do with them because there's no way we're going to catch all of them and send them back. And I, I do not believe we should be doing that anyway. But there is definitely a process that needs to be followed before you could even contemplate amnesty or that Dreamers Act. The first thing that needs to be done is we need to limit the entrance into this country. We can't just let people walk in willy-nilly. Back in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan, I believe it was 1986, created an amnesty program. That amnesty program did not allot for any border security. And at the time, there was 100,000, 110, 120,000 illegal aliens crossing the border so that they could apply for the amnesty program. 
the here we need to if we want to actually get into that the first thing we need to do is secure that border trickle in illegal aliens into this country control them as much as possible and yes a border fence a border fence a border wall whatever you want to call it is going to be required to do this it is a deterrent it will stop a majority of people from getting in here yes they can dig yes they can get a 45 foot ladder over a 40 foot wall but the reality is they have to do that that's prevention that's slowing them down that's so that our border patrol can actually see along with other technology where these people are to actually catch them and send them back once we control the limit of people that come into our borders then we can sit back look at the 20 30 40 million that we have in this country and determine okay what are we going to do with them here's here's the other thing and i may have gotten a little bit ahead of myself uh, uh, no i'm sorry i'm sorry i did not but with the mess that's happening the courts are just going against trump left and right uh trump today has decided he's going to do a little uh, trump this week has decided to do a little trolling he has confirmed that the administration has been contemplating sending all of the catch and release illegals to the sanctuary cities see the cities around the borders don't want them and don't have the resources to handle the thousands of illegal aliens and a lot of these border towns are in conservative blue-collar towns uh, I don't know if you know much about Southern California but San Diego County Riverside County these are very conservative counties Texas, Arizona border towns are all very conservative towns. They do not want their towns and their cities, for that matter, flooded with illegal aliens. So Donald Trump, uh, this, so, and you can see this. There was a fiasco that occurred in Murrieta, California, during the Obama administration, who dropped off uh, low a couple of truck loads of illegal aliens into their town because of catch and release. The people were practically the townspeople were practically rioting to stop the border patrol from letting the people go out of the buses and into their small communities. Of course, CNN, which was the main uh, media outlet that was covering it, made it look like that all those people were racist. But here's the kicker: if you look at the videos, a lot of the protesters were young. Mexican Amer Mexican men and the reason they were protesting their jobs are now threatened by South, uh, Central American immigrants that shouldn't be here they didn't bother bringing any of that up so Trump has been contemplating dropping these catch-and-release crowd into sanctuary cities uh, why should these who say why shouldn't these folks who say how great illegal immigration is take the illegal immigrants? Let the cities of San Francisco, Los Angeles, Baltimore, Boston, New York deal with these people and let them learn the harm that illegal immigration cause, causes. Now, this is not something that came into Trump's mind. They have been bringing this idea around for the last six months. Both ICE and DHS said it was 
really impossible uh, due to liability issues and never re was really actually taken seriously. But it got out and Trump decided to use the opportunity to draw the Dems. Uh, listen to this little snippet. Yeah. Tell us your plans about sanctuary cities and illegal migrants. Well, you know, the people that are putting sanctuary cities where they're not even wanted, because as you know, in California and other places, a lot of communities want to get out of sanctuary cities. They don't want them, but uh, they always seem to have open arms. So we thought rather than moving uh, the illegal immigrants uh, to other parts of the country, first of all, we're, uh, we're getting them and we're doing the best we can with very bad laws. We have to change the laws. So on sanctuary cities, as per your question, uh, we are giving very strong consideration to having people after a 20-day period, because, again, you're not allowed legally to hold them for more than that. We will move them into sanctuary cities. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Trump is an awesome troll. Uh, I think this is a great idea. I really think this is a great idea. Why not? Uh, now, uh, the again, DHS and I said, no, this is not possible. Um, probably not going to happen. Trump is reasonable in the long run. But I just think it is an awesome idea, and I just love the way the Democrats respond. Um, they responded with their typical accepting behavior. Nancy Pelosi, in a response to Trump's trollery, showed him how her city would truly welcome illegal aliens to her town and how she truly embraces the thought that we should have illegal aliens in the United States. Listen to this little snippet. I don't know anything about it, but again, it's just another uh, notion uh, that is unworthy of the presidency of the United States and disrespectful of the challenges that we face uh, as a country, as a people, to address who we are, a nation of immigrants. I so love it. She got caught with her pants down. And she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to say. Uh, basically, Trump just called them out. And she does, has no idea. It's disrespectful to their people. In other words, illegal immigrants are fantastic. As long as they're not in her city, ruining her economy. Or they're not in um, Los Angeles, ruining their economy. A bunch of Democrats. She would love to flood Arizona, San Diego County, Riverside County, Texas. Love to flood those with potential Democrat, uh, Democrat voters. And I understand, yes, it's a little bit paranoid to believe that we are actually, we do have voter fraud. It's a little paranoid to believe that, but I live in California. There is no way we are stat Democrat. We're not. We have voter fraud. So it's it's the the idea that he he has Donald Trump has surrendered and is seemingly seemingly sarcastically showing that the left is right. So let them take care of them. Why is that a problem? They made an entire state of California. We'll send them all to California. It's not like we have any other problems like a, a housing problem, a, a homeless problem, a drug problem, uh, our infrastructure problem. We don't have any of that in California. 
So what's another? Hey, not to mention what is okay. Let me get back on track. Trump is calling him out on it. Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Portland, Seattle, Baltimore, Boston. Think it's so great to allow anyone to enter in the country. Let them build their economies, as they say illegal immigration does. Let it make their neighborhoods safe, as they say illegal immigration does. And take, without any question, all the illegal immigrants. Because El Paso doesn't want them. Murrieta doesn't want them. San Diego doesn't want them. Let them take them. This is the dirty little secret that ain't much of a secret. The left needs new voters. They realized that they can lose elections when Donald Trump was elected with American voters. So they're trying to import a whole new crop of foreign voters. I'm sure everyone listening already believes this, but let me throw something out there. Let me throw out some evidence anyway. Dems are against voter ID. They want felons to vote. They want to lower the voting age to 16. They are pushing to allow foreigners, legal and illegal, to vote in local and state elections. California allows illegals to get drivers, illegal aliens to get driver's licenses. And is auto-registering citizens, there's air quotes there, to vote. They say the forms are different, but they sure look the same to me when I, when I got my last ID. If we want to fix the crisis, let's lock down the border first. Then let's talk about amnesty. Let's use common sense. But common sense just seems to be not that common anymore. In other news, <laughs> William Barr. You may remember William Barr is the uh, newly appointed attorney general. He was on the Hill to discuss the new, the newly released Mueller report. Uh, the Mueller report was released about two weeks ago. It's about 400 pages. Uh, Barr, with Mueller, is actually redacting parts of the report because of legal reasons. And then will re release as much of the report as he can. Um, needless to say, the Democrats are now screaming... The left and the Democrats are now screaming that this is a cover-up, that Barr is a Trump lackey. Well, let me give you something about William Barr. William Barr was already a was already a, an attorney general. He ran a fantastic law practice. He made millions. He was a CEO of a multi-billion-dollar corporation. He's retired. He does not need to do this. He is doing it because he was asked to, because they needed someone strong and intelligent to actually get the country through the misery that we're in right now. So he appeared on the Hill. Uh, nothing really exciting came out of it. He spent a few hours talking about how he was going to present the report, why he was going to present the report the way, the way he had chosen, and when it would be available and how he wasn't going to tell anyone what was in the report until it was released. But he did drop one little bombshell. 
though a lot of people, especially conspiracy theorists, ex expected this to be true, already knew about this, the media lost their minds when it was actually when it was actually brought up by Barr under oath in Congress in front of all of the media. So you're not you're not suggesting though that spying occurred. I don't. Uh, well, uh, I guess you could. I, I think there's spying did occur. Yes, I think spying did occur. Now, before I start going off on something, I want to bring up something that the video did not, the actual commentary did not bring up, or testimony did not bring up, is that it was predicated on whether it was legal. He did not say the spying on Trump or anybody else was illegal. He said he wanted to see if it was legal. It, it, if they had enough reason to actually spy on him, then he just wants to make sure it was. Listen, half the world believes this investigation started because of conflicting politics. They don't believe that crimes were committed. A lot of people believe that. A lot of people like me don't want to believe that there's some conspiracy hidden around the world. Or, or I'm not even saying I buy that there's a dark state. But it was this was all dirty. It was dirty from the Trump dossier to the questionable access of the FISA warrants. The people who were dealing with, um, with Trump... It just, it was all dirty. Uh, Daniel Steele, all these people. There is a fantastic book out there I had read. I read it actually twice. And it was called uh, Spygate by Dan Bongino. That really lines up how this mess started. And well before Trump announced he was running. Bongino is a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Uh, but... I have a hard time not listening to him and not accepting what he says because so far everything that he has said has come true. Now, I didn't read his book without something that kicked my cat with him. He actually has a podcast and I was listening to the podcast. He's on Fox News all the time. Um, really an exciting guy, very energetic, uh, fun to listen to. His podcast is outstanding. I listen to that every day on the way home. He's just a lot of fun, but he also has a lot of credibility. He was a Secret Service agent. He was a police officer. This is not some guy off the street with a tinfoil hat. Bongino is releasing a second book called Exonerated a little later this year. It's already available on Amazon if you want to take a gander at it and read it. I would really suggest reading Spygate, and I would really suggest you're going to need to read it a couple of times because there are a lot of Russian connections in this. Not just to Trump, not just to Manafort, but a ton to Clinton, a ton to Obama. There is a ton of stuff in there. Between Nunez and Barr, I have a feeling a few more heads are going to roll. Bongino might end up writing a third book at this pace because I don't think his second book is going to cover what we're actually going to find. And I, even though I do not believe that people will end up in jail, I've got a feeling it's going to be a lot of stress out. 
stress coming in the near future for a lot of people who really, really deserve it. Well, those are the big stories of the week. Uh, those are stories I didn't cover. I'm going to try and get this podcast to daily, probably a lot shorter. Uh, I was uh, going to get into Jesse Smollett and the college Barbary scandal, but those are just going to have to wait till later. Uh, check out my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, common spelling for all of them, and follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, at R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W. If you have any questions, you can post a comment on my website, or you can actually just respond to me on Twitter. You folks have fun. I hope you enjoyed this. Have a nice night.